This is Dave Yaron, the author of Fair Warning, The Information Within. You're listening to Bob Nolly and Laboratory Leadership. Here we go. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? It's episode 20 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. You'll be able to find the show notes at labradorleadership.com slash 20. I promise this time I won't get us crossed up. Alex, how are you? I am um, fabulous, actually. All right, fabulous. My little lie detector is going off. Big deal yeah. right there. Okay, I'm. it's Wednesday. I'm a little tired. Okay. You know not, how, sometimes I sleep through our podcast if we uh, <laughs> schedule them for Wednesdays. It's I, only it's, it's only Wednesday for us. It's not Wednesday for everybody else. I'm sure. Uh, full disclosure: yeah, yeah. It's actually Tuesday. Even like even worse. So uh, <laughs> you know, I think I think just from the little uh, chat we had before we you know went on the air here, uh, I think I think you and I have had some tough days here recently. Yeah, I have a I have a lot of different things going on. So I've been pretty spread thin. You sound as if you've been. Uh, Spread thin as well. I'm trying. I'm trying to sound jovial as always, and yes, I'd love to come sit on the porch and have a cocktail with you. But yeah, I, I'm sure I don't sound like that now. <laughs> and uh, particularly, you know, all the things we talked about communication from this year today. Today may just be a good day to talk about stress. Oof. 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 Just like that. <laughs> that. That's it. So I uh, I started to do a little reading on this, and. Uh, Northwestern National Life uh, surveyed their employees and take take a guess on the over and under. You can tell basketball seasons here. T- take a guess on the over and under over how many workers, what percentage say they report their job is very or extremely stressful. I'm going to go for, I would say somewhere between like 25 and 50%. Somewhere where you're right in there and it's 40 but just you know, think about that for a minute. If you have a, you have a big company and forty percent of the people you have working for you say, "My job is very stressful." Now we can we can frame this up. You know, we could go: Are these air traffic controllers? Are these surgeons? Are they are are they law enforcement? If, you know, are they are they people whose lives are at risk? You know, that certainly would push the line one way or the other. Uh, another survey. How many workers report what percentage that they're often very burned out or stressed by their work? 26%. That's a quarter. So you go strolling down the street, one out of every four is burned out. I believe it. And then similar when uh, Yale University did their own study and came up with like 29 or 30%. So one-fourth of the employees view their jobs as the number one stressor in their lives. Think about the other things that could be stress in your lives, your most important relationship or your finances or some family member, whether it is a parent or a child or, you know, anyone in your life that requires special attention. And, uh, has this gotten, has this gotten more stressful? Has life gotten more stressful? Um, yes. Go short term over the last three years for you. Because life got more stressful. Actually, you know what? I tell people every day that since I've moved 
to New York and, and graduated college and, and done all that, my life has been uh, exponentially less stressful. Wow. You're doing the right things. Well, you know, you, you have to kind of, I just don't let myself get too caught up on anything anymore because I used to get so incredibly stressed out by my jobs. Um, and, you know, I always had more than one job as I, as I do today. I, I always have more than one thing going on and it's not a spreading yourself thin, um, you know, situation. It's more of you do what you have to. And the result of that is you having too much on your plate. Um, I do think it's important to kind of find your mechanism to relieve stress though. Uh, and especially if it's coming from your, your job, I have right now probably the most stressful job I've ever held in my life because it's not exactly 100% in my field. So I don't actually know what I'm talking about hundred percent of the time. Yeah. That's, that's like, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm wrapping it up here. I promise. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> that's a great point. I was just going to read, you know, a textbook definition of job stress. It's the harmful physical and emotional responses. And just that phrase right there is so heavy and weighty in itself. Absolutely. The physical and emotional responses that occur when the requirements of the job do not match the capabilities, the resources, the needs of the worker. And there you go. That's just as you described it. I knew that was coming. I mean, I'm, I'm just here for the helpful segues. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming to rehearsal. No, <laughs> see, we're laughing already working our way out of it and it, it can lead to poor health, of course, but even injury. And that's just horrendous. That's right. just horrendous. So when the requirements of the job don't match the capabilities, the resources or needs of the worker, uh, there, there's sources for all of this. Uh, and this is what we've talked about since episode zero, I believe, is when we say, well, there's a lack of a balance between my work life and my family life. If you got one life, you got time you spend at work and time you spend with your family. So when that gets out of whack in terms of time spent, you know, you're, you're hurting already. Uh, so if there's a lack of balance, you're going to be in trouble there. Second thing, uh, if at work, or even at home in in the not at work area, it, you need a you need a support network. Yeah, and, and then finally you need a positive a positive outlook. So uh, let's talk about that for a moment. The balance between uh, the work scenario and the personal scenario. I, I said family life at first, but personal scenario. How if that was out of whack? How could you achieve bringing that back in balance? Well, I'm sure it's different for, for each person, Bob. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. think about how different, um, you know, my situation is from your situation. You know, my, my, my home life is actually me um, interacting with two roommates that I'm not related to. And then there's, uh, you know, there's, those are pretty much the, the core relationships that I deal with on a daily basis besides my work relationships. So when I get up and go to work, I have to make sure that I am not leaving my space in, in disarray because I want to have that good relationship with my roommate who is very clean. Um, you and know, that's I good. that could be much worse. And then, you know, when I get to get to work, I kind of turn on work relationships and, and those sort of are, are very different. You know, you did different things to please those people. Whereas you, you know, you have a wife and you have a son 
and then you you go to work and and you know you have those people to please so i think it's it is it ends up being very different but to balance the two is to know kind of when to shut one off and shut one on you know i don't need to be on my phone all day talking to my friends when i'm at my job and I have to know when to shut that off because I love having my phone in my hand at all times. You know, I, I think looking at the longer term, when I loop back and here I come to technology and the social media again, I think that provides, you know, another source of stress because we remain plugged in to all our times. to the entire network mm-hmm. while we are at work or at home. And we talk about it from a from a job perspective, you know. Now there are just no boundaries anymore because the job reaches out to you by email or text or whatever at all hours of the day. Right. And the same thing adverse when you're, if you're, if you work in an office setting or wherever you would work, retail or store or lab or whatever, and uh, your family can reach you very easily. They don't have to call you on a landline and get somebody to find you. You know, they can text you or email you or something chirps in your pocket and it's them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that, that's hard. So the whole model of, you know, if you have stressful job conditions of this mismatch, the things that are going to get you squared away and help you alleviate that and deflect those, the first one of those is this balance and trying to generally unplug one side or the other, depending on the schedule and the time of the day is probably a, probably a key point. Uh, and then a support network of friends and coworkers, how much support you get. Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of an interesting point. I think lots of people who tend to be very social, we're going to talk about the ease again. You know, when you, you kind of infer that they had a bigger support network, would you? Well, you know, you'd think, but, uh, you know, even an introvert or someone that wasn't highly social, they might have a stronger support network rather than a larger support network. So, you know, again, that, that kind of is. I can go either way as well. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that to have that sort of support network in and out of your work life is is entirely important. I don't think you can really do one without the other, you know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's it's also they have to be people that are, are willing, that are willing to help you, that are willing to listen. And I think, you know, you could define the best of your friends and, you know, your friends that are coworkers as being those that are willing to sit there and duck into the ladies room with you or go to lunch with you or just give you a moment to just help you get recentered and reframed so you can go back and be your best self. And I really, you know, I really feel for people that have none of those. Yeah. Or don't have. We don't have the uh, the wiring to to nurture that kind of relationship, and then that goes back to the discussion of the introverts as well. And we talked about what the workspace looks like. You know, if you put them off to themselves, they they're not in the in the cube farm and have that op- opportunity for those work intimate relationships to kind of develop. Right. You know, this whole conversation is, is kind of reminding me of um, you know the character in Office Space. That they put in the basement. <laughs> yeah. You know, poor, poor guy. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. know that right off the top of my head. Oh, I've left a gap here. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, uh, everybody go out and watch Office Space because they beat a fax machine to death in a field with baseball bats, and it's amazing. 
Yep, it's the truth. I've probably talked about that movie a couple times on this podcast, so I apologize. Um, back back to it, but you know, the, when you you are away from the cube, you know, it can be just as hard as being in the cube. Yeah, I mean that movie kind of stands for all that can be wrong in the in the work environment. So you know, that's kind of a that's kind of a tough place to be. <laughs> the third one, uh, the third opportunity to have uh, to deflect job stress is. Uh, a relaxed and positive out- outlook. So, you know, do the ends of your, the corners of your mouth, do they turn up naturally or do they turn down? Ooh. Yeah. The, your outlook on life and geez, mindfulness is coming into the conversation here again, but let's l- look at it this way. We talked about MBTI and we talked about uh, Myers-Briggs and your MBTI indicator. And, uh, and all of that, there are other ways that personality gets measured. And uh, I think generally a lot of people are familiar with what we call the type a personality, right? And the type a personality, I mean, you know, let's just, let's just run down a little list here and, uh, I'm going to read these. And if, if you, if you, if your head's bobbing up and down in terms of, yeah, that applies to me, you know? I don't like to wait for other people to complete their work before I can proceed with my own. I hate to wait in lines. People tell me that I tend to get irritated easily. I try to make uh, activities competitive. I really like to rush into work and get that what needs to be done done before knowing the procedure I'll use to get it done. Even when I go on vacation, I, I take work along. Even when I make a mistake, it's usually due to the fact that I've rushed into something. I really feel guilty about taking time off from work. What? Yeah, I really feel guilty about taking time off from work. People tell me I have a bad temper. There it is. I tend to lose my temper when I'm under a lot of pressure. You know, the goodness of your soul shows up in how 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 you act when times are the worst. Absolutely. There it is. Whenever possible, I will attempt to complete two or more tasks at once. Yeah, multitasking, that's always a good thing. I race against the clock. I have no patience for lateness. <laughs> <laughs> I catch myself rushing when there is need. Okay, so if everybody's, you know, you know, sprained their neck now because they've been nodding so much, uh, ask yourself, are you a type A person? Well, if you're a type A, the relaxed and positive outlook that may be available to you to deflect some of the stress that you find at the job is uh, you know, that may be a little bit more difficult for you there. <laughs> so you know what's at the what's at the other end of the spectrum? Well, they call it type B. <laughs> but but I found one that's I, I think a little warmer. You ever heard of the Hardy personality? That's Hardy like uh, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not the Hardy like the soup. Hardy. Yeah. So a Hardy personality. Uh, the Hardy personality. If you have a Hardy personality, see if your head nods over these. I uh, I have a set of things I'd like to accomplish in my life. I spend quiet time thinking about my life and my world. When I think about it, I wake up in the morning full of optimism and I look forward to starting the day. I have a clear picture of what the next phase of my life will look like. I like to learn new things. I sleep well and I can relax when I have free time. I believe I have control over most things in my life. That's a big thing right there. 
the locus of control, that you believe you are in control. If you don't, that's where the victim mentality starts right there. It's not my fault. You have to believe that you're in control over most of the things in your life. I look forward to the changes that happen and view them as challenges. I have goals. Yeah, we did that episode already. We did goals. And I'm clear on what they are. Is it time yet? So we ask everybody what their goals were they started with. No. I'm usually an optimistic person. I am adventuresome. I like to try new things. And I try to be goal-oriented. So just those two lists. Which of those people would you rather hang out with? The second one. Yeah, the, absolutely. At least for me. Well, you and I might both be type Bs, though. Okay, so the things that could cause uh, that could cause the stress. Yeah, we are probably type Bs. Uh, I absolutely, we are absolutely type Bs. There's no question about that in my mind. I do, I do hate to be late. I don't like being late. You know, it makes me feel bad, but I'm, I'm usually no, late. no, no. Don't take that on. It's me <laughs> hating being late. <laughs> okay so yeah rock back in your chair now as you listen to this and your buds are on the treadmill or walking or whatever you're doing and go okay specifically what are the things on the job that stress you out well number one thing usually is the heavy workload and not being able to take a break long hours you got to work till you're exhausted yeah that'll that'll set you in the wrong place the management style, yeah, it does have something to do with your boss. Well, actually, it has a lot to do. If you don't get any participation in the decision-making, you're going to be more stressed. If your boss doesn't communicate well with you through your manager, yeah, you're going to be stressed. And one thing, you know, one thing smart adults hate to hear is because I said so. You know, the environment at work, the interpersonal relationships, if, you're not, if they're not there, if there's no support, where are you going to go? Right. I, I think it's pretty important for the management style to be fairly diplomatic because if you, you get too personal, it really, really puts a damper on the work relationships and causes so much stress in that, in that sense. Uh, and the environmental conditions, well, your career concerns, you know, it, whether you're, you know, 25 or 55, what's next for me? And it used to be, remember, we talked about the nature of the, of the business contract with workers. You would get on with the company if you lived in a company town and you were good for 35 years. If you performed uh, at least in an average performance, they give you a gold watch at some point and you retire. Now, how many jobs will you have throughout your career? What number are you playing with? Like 10, 12 more? Um, at the moment or overall, I mean, between now and when you retire, maybe no. you'll get filthy stinking rich immediately and you'll be done in like a couple more jobs. No, you know, but th that's the thing is I'll never, you know, I'm never going to be done. Hopefully, you know, I'll have 30, 40 jobs. Yeah. Because you have a hearty personality and you have things you want to do. Well, because I do, because I spread myself too thin maybe, but <laughs> you know, that's just the way that things are going now. You know, not everybody has, especially in. You know, in in certain fields, not everybody has a full time position for you all the time. So you you do a couple things and and you make do, and that just might be poor New Yorkers, our poor poor spread thin souls. But you know, I, I don't think it's um it, it's not so much uh, a definitive. This is my career. I'll be with this company until the day I retire. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. 
And of course, environmental conditions can really stick it to you. I mean, uh, if they're, if it's too crowded or too noisy or if they're, you know, it's polluted or they're, or even if it's like your, the ergonomics breakdown, it's no good. You know, one of my early trips to New York, you know, I, I don't think I went until, yeah, I was in college. I, you know, I was just, I don't think I was 20 yet. I, uh, I went in and, uh, for a period of time, the circumstances where I was alone and I was comfortable being alone in the city, but I had to take the subway somewhere and I didn't have to change trains, but I did have to, you know, and the way the stations are set up, you had to make sure you went into the station on the right side of the tracks, whether you're mm-hmm. going up, down, or across town, you're laughing at this already. I could tell. So, uh, I walked down and there was a lady sitting in the booth in the tick booth right there. And I just, I instantly had, you know, felt for her because how small it was and how hot it was in there. And, you know, she could have had something blasted cold air on her for sure. I don't know. But, you know, it was just to do a whole shift in there. I'm just like, wow, more power to you. And I asked her the question and she screamed the answer and pointed and I couldn't hear. So me being the one to avoid the conflict, just walked away and went up the stairs and I stood there at the intersection again. I went, it's going to be this way. So I <laughs> I crossed the street the wrong way. I mean, I mean, the uptown way with the train and went down that staircase. And then mm-hmm. I went, all right, here's a booth. I'll ask this person. And of course, it's the same woman. And she, <laughs> I walked up to the window. Dear, she went off. <laughs> she went off. I was just the one tourist too much for her that day. So, oh, yeah. my goodness. And especially, um, you know, in in sort of a busy uh, industry such as public transportation, um, you know, all day long they hear, and this is environmental conditions, all day long those people hear trains just trudging by, like blowing on the horn. You know, those tracks are loud, it's noisy, there's vibrations, and it really has to take a, a, a large toll on them. I'm one of those people where, if I'm in an office, if it's noisy, I can't concentrate because I'm so ADD. So I'll have to stop what I'm doing for the noise to subsist. And it's just, I mean, you know, there's, say there's construction upstairs and they're they're sawing or hammering or anything. And, and that noise over and over and over again, the whir of a table saw or something like that in an office building is enough to make me feel like I am going to freak out. And so environmental conditions, you know, think about, I could never, you know, my dad owns a construction company. I could never work for a construction company, a construction company, because I know that the sound of a table saw makes me want to just pull my hair out. Oh, oh, kind of be horrendous. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm, I've always kind of assumed people knew when they were stressed, you know, because I'm so stressed, you know, but I mean, folks, if you have your head in the sand, headache, can't sleep, can't concentrate, your temper is short or shorter than it usually is. Your uh, stomach is gushing the acid. You're ticked at the job and you're ticked the morale. And here's always the phrase for me. You can't quite get your feet on the floor first thing in the morning. Change needs to be made because if you don't in your future, you know, uh, muscular disorders, cardiovascular problems, psych disorders, injury on the workplace, and, you know, all, all of the things, you know, that could cause loss of life it would just be horrendous. 
boy, this has been at least the most uplifting show yet so far. <laughs> yeah, we're a real bummers today, huh? Okay, all right, all right. Let's do this then. Uh, let's 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 come back and talk about what we could do about stress. And the people that are just picking this up uh, days after the drop date, they could go get that episode immediately. <laughs> yeah, but everybody that's listening to this live on the drop date is going to have to wait a couple of days to do it. I'm so sorry. Please, please. Believe me, the next one will be great because we'll have to lift ourselves up from this one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing better than we sounded. Did you notice as we talked about these issues, we kind of like got a little more frumpy? At least I did. I mean, you're, you know. You're all goodness and light there, but you know, I, I could feel the whole thing just get just a little bit heavier as we went on through this. All right. We had to call it quits. That's enough. All Let, right. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you've been listening to episode 20 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Show notes are at labradorleadership.com slash 20. Please like us on the website. Like, that's a light and bright thing. Yeah, please do that and reach out to us. Click the big orange button to join the conversation and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Folks, if the job stress is getting to you, please take action. Find a way to be happy. You're in charge of your own happiness. Don't fuss over things you can't control. Take care of yourself. We'll see you next time.